can have the assurance that if we stop and rest, just as Jesus asks us to, he's still going to hold everything together because he always was and he always will. Hey, and welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your other host, Lauren. This is a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day-to-day. The mundane. The good. The bad. The ugly. And laughing while we do it. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Hi, Kelsey Jane. Hello, Lauren Elise. Oh, I just love that that's kind of our greeting now. I know. You know? And it's kind of like a funny joke for us each time because I didn't know your middle name. I know. And I like for that all, the first now everybody knows. Now everybody knows Lauren's secret. She didn't know how to spell her middle <laughs> name. <laughs> it's true. It's me. Um. Okay. Well, I hope you've had a wonderful day today. I have. And I hope you all were a part of it. <laughs> We've been with each other all morning. Woo! Um, okay, so our love it or leave it's today is going to be summer activities. Would you like to go first today? Summer activities. With okay. your love it for a summer activity. Okay. Oh, okay. I was prepared. What does this say about me that my first thing was the negative? I was like, no, I'm ready to talk about what I'm leaving. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> um, I was leaving wet grass, but this is like. Okay, everybody's outside, the sprinklers happening, people are doing things like slip and slide, and the grass sticks to your feet, and then it's muddy, and I hate that. I I truly hate that. Interesting. (laughs) I just wouldn't consider wet grass being an activity, but there's a lot of activities. There's a lot of activities that cause wet grass. Mm. So what I'm loving is things like a pool, where the water is contained and there's like a maybe like a deck or like Mm. a you know the concrete around the in-ground pools or whatever all for those love it you'll find me there whenever Mm. I can it's the slip and slides and the sprinklers that Mm. I just would rather not I'm a big sprinkler gal I'm not gonna lie to you well you and Silas can play in the sprinkler in my backyard Perfect. together and I'll sit on the porch more. on the concrete and watch. <laughs> um, so your love it's are like pool. I love the pool. Mm. I love the pool. I love the sound of the ocean, but find it to be terrifying. I find the ocean to be messy and gross. I, yes. Okay. Seaweed, sneaky seaweed. Absolutely not. I like the sound. Yeah, I agree with you. I like the sound of the ocean. I don't mm-hmm. like the sand and the nastiness. Okay. Something. So you're in the ocean and all of a sudden. Something tickles your feet. Or yeah, you leave. You're gone. <laughs> you don't look to see what it is. You just immediately go. Yeah, no way. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you in the ocean? Definitely <laughs> when I was in like El Salvador one year and there was like, it was like this uh, pool that was, it was at, we were at a resort and there was like this pool that was like in the ocean. It was like a saltwater pool okay. and the tide. The tide came, the wave came, I was in the pool, and the tide pulled me back up against the wall of the pool and was kept pulling me, and I couldn't, like, figure out how to get out. I was, like, 14 years old, and my pants fell off because of the tide and the pool (laughs) in the ocean, and I had bruises. It was my 14th birthday, and I had bruises all up and down. I was being attacked. It was awful. That sounds kind of scary, honestly. Yeah, it was terrifying, but I'm a survivor. (laughs) Anywho... 
Um, my love it or leave it. I love summer equals lake. Oh, it does. And it absolutely equals does. taking my cute dog on the boat. And she loves to dive into the water. She thinks it's so fun. She doesn't really care. Like she likes to swim a little bit, but she loves the diving in part. Yeah. And so, she so just, she'd rather just immediately just get dives, back out. And she climbs up the ladder and then just dives back in. And then she shakes her little booty all around. And she's so precious. And I just love her so much. Um, but I don't really like like activities. I love the lake, but I don't like like activities. So you're a boat rider and a swimmer, but you're not a wakeboarder a tuber or a skier correct correct okay Okay. my family is one of andy and i's fights that i look back at and makes me laugh so much was when he was trying to learn how to water ski um he kept trying to get up and then would fall it's hard as an adult oh yeah you have to learn as a child to be good at it absolutely and so he was trying to figure it out and he kept falling and I am such an encourager and I know how hard it is and how long it takes. And I was like, you're doing great. And he was so mad at me because he was not doing great. Yep. And I was telling him that he was. And he was like, I'm I'm not. So stop saying When that. I try to learn how to water ski, I was in the water already frustrated that I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then eight people were telling me different things. And I was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. It's just too emotional. I'm just so I just ride. quit and I, I never done it again. Are you doing any vacation type things during yes. the summer? Yes. I feel like this summer is less busy than last summer, which I'm super thankful mm. for. Um, but I feel like no matter what we try to do to, like, make summer relaxing, we always end up having a bunch of plans. Yeah. And so it's like we have planned relaxation, and then everything else is, like, anticipating mm. those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and I feel like so much of June has so far been just, like, uh, my husband's a firefighter, and he's been in paramedic school. And he wrapped that up this past Tuesday, which was so exciting. Yeah. And um, so I've been anticipating this season of being less busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like now he's in fire school. He immediately was going into this. But it's kind of like once we get past this, I can't even conceptualize the, like, maybe like a breath of relief that's going to mm-hmm. happen. Like, and I, I've been so go, 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 go. I'm intentionally because of how crazy our schedules have been intentionally being like saying no to yeah everything at night mm. except for our family group yeah yeah it's just exhausting yeah so I'm really excited like sometimes you have to fight for rest yeah and like fight against I'm I love to be out and doing things and so like I, I get too caught up in being busy mm-hmm. because I like to do things and then I, like, end up stressed out to the max. Yeah. Even during a season that is supposed to maybe be more chill. Yeah. But for me, it's, like, still as, oftentimes it's, like, still as busy as the rest of the year. It's just nicer yeah. out. Yeah. What about you? How many trips do you feel like you have this summer? Six trips. <laughs> How are you going to fit that into, like, when is your last one? Disneyland. When, and then. When is it? September, the first week of September. <laughs> oh my gosh how are you gonna I do hate that? myself for doing this but honestly I'm but you're gonna excited. have so much but, fun and I think like the Lord like is allowing me to do this because I've just yeah they're all like I'm doing things with my family and I wanted to be more family oriented this year and I'm very excited it's gonna be a lot of a Daniel and I are like you know whatever like we don't have kids like we're gonna embrace yeah, this now why not embrace it now before we do have harder. kids yeah yeah and then like our schedules are a little bit more flexible yeah. now so might as well just do it and then instead of wishing that we did it 
yeah you know absolutely maybe i have a problem with saying no to things but maybe that's something <laughs> we can address later in life um <laughs> anywho uh <laughs> but that's exciting but though. yeah so but i agree it has been hard to like I feel like those vacations or those trips that I'm taking are like what I deem as rest. Like, oh, I'll just rest then. Yeah. But that's not healthy. Like for me to like only deem vacations as restful times. Like I need to be putting those, making the decision of putting rest in my either daily routine or weekly routine or whatever that looks like best for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like on top of that, what does rest look like in a, your daily life, Kels? Or how do you rest? Like, Yeah, I feel like that's such a good question. I I feel like I used to take it so for granted. Um, our lives, like my, my family life, like with Andy, myself, and then our son Silas, mm-hmm. is like our life is on a three-day rotation. <clears throat> and so like our weeks look really different than everyone else's weeks. It's like I feel like before he became a firefighter and we both worked like normal nine to five jobs, it's like you kind of like really look forward to the weekend Mm -hmm. and your time of rest is marked by the weekend. But for us, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes Saturday ends up not being restful for me because it's just me and Silas and I'm going, going, going all day long, trying to clean, trying to keep up the house, entertain him, spend time with him, you know? And so... I, like, I feel like I just have to, I have to fight for it and be proactive. Mm-hmm. And in this season where he's been in paramedic school, like, sometimes we literally will go 48 hours without seeing him, um, without seeing Andy, my husband. Um, and I have just been so burnt out. And because I wasn't proactive about planning in, like, rhythms or, like, times of rest, I've I've had to be what I would call reactive rather than just like like I'll have to I was super stressed out the other day and I was like you have to take Silas like I, I'm just I'm gonna go to the store mm-hmm. by myself for like an hour um or something like that it just it just looks really different like rest to me right now means being by myself yeah and I would not have said before having a kid um that that would have been the case um, but now it truly is like whether that's going on a walk by myself or like going to the store by myself, like restful just means like quiet, like the quiet where not a ton is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I do during that, it, it doesn't even matter. You're just like in the car myself. sitting by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, I think for me, rest is like if I like have a really long day at work or if I'm just like overwhelmed by something like we usually go on a walk like Daniel Harley and I will go on a walk and just if it's an obviously if it's pouring down rain I'm not going but like that is like just for us to talk and just kind of debrief and not like I don't have any responsibilities while I'm on a walk it's just to walk around the neighborhood and I really enjoy doing that or Mm -hmm. like we watch like a movie or something one night or I'm reading a book or something like that and I'm like I think rest right now in this time of life is me setting aside responsibilities that I have for like 30 minutes, an hour, maybe like every like once or twice a week and just like committing that like to that time. And sometimes like 
I need it every day. Like I need to go on a walk every day. Yep. Like, you know, I agree. and I think it just depends on the week, but mm-hmm. when I find rest, like whether in college I would go on drives, like long drives. And that would be like, kind of like my restful period where I could just process and think through things and not have to worry about anything or whatever it is going on an ice cream date or just something mm-hmm. like where I'm not having to overthink or like worry about, Oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And like, blah, 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 blah. um, I know I mentioned this before. I love to take baths too, like to like calm myself down or to like, that is just a wonderful place for me to find rest. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think that that is, is relaxing. Like mm-hmm. no matter, like, I yeah. mean, it can even be a shower. Yes, like, it's like, it's really yeah. the simple things for me yeah. to like, Same. to find rest. Mm-hmm. So what does rest mean to you? I think rest means to me, like taking a break from like my responsibilities. Oh, it's truly what rest means to me. And just like finding peace in the little things. I believe that rest is going to look different for each person in different times of their life. Yeah. So. But I feel like that really hits it it's like taking a break from your responsibility like whether that's work you said like sometimes you need being a mom Andy, yeah Andy to take wife. Silas for a little bit and just yeah like, you just need yeah, to be by yourself the house. it's like your to-do list will never end and I think that that's the reality of being a human like mm-hmm. I think that's something that we can all relate to like while we are here on earth our to-do list is never gonna end yeah like there will always be something that we could be doing that's productive mm-hmm. What does the Bible say about rest? So I was doing a little research, you know, <laughs> just opening up my Bible, um, like one does. And um, like obvi- <laughs> obviously you see the first example of rest being in Genesis 2 when the Lord um, on the seventh day, the Lord takes a, the Lord rest on the seventh day. And then in Exodus 28 through 10, it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it on it, you will shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals nor any foreigner residing in your towns should work. So, which I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's a good example as any for just like so clearly it's stating like we are made like the Lord has made us to work. And that is wonderful. But the Lord has, first he set the example of rest and then he commands us to do it ourselves, like to do it yeah, as well. Because, it is literally the fourth commandment. Yes. And so like we have to follow in his example because even our God, who is infinite and almighty and more powerful, still believes rest is just as important for him. And so if we are not almighty, if we are not all powerful, we do not have to, like we have to rest as well. We are not even an, an ounce to be as good as our Lord. So like if he think finds rest to be a great thing and sets an example for us to do it, I think mm-hmm. it's very important for us to do it as well. I think what's so cool about that um, in the Lord resting on that day is it, it's like he stopped. So mm-hmm. like Sabbath, like I said, it literally means to stop. So he stopped creating on the seventh day. And it's not like he needed the rest. Like God never grows weak or weary. Like no, ever. no. And it's like, but he, but he did. And then throughout Jesus's life, he gives us a ton of examples of Mm -hmm. rest, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. And then I think like, there's like the physical rest, like when you're tired, Mm. you know, but then there's also 
like there's a physical rest, but then there's also the mental and spiritual rest. And then in mm-hmm. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, like he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Like take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest in for your souls for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Like our souls need rest in him. And like, we can only find that rest with, with our Lord. Like mm-hmm. we can be go, go, go. And yes, physically we can be tired and exhausted, but like mentally and spiritually, we need to find rest in our Lord. So like, that's why it's so important to rest in his word, like rest, go back. If you are just so like, overwhelmed and I have been so many times in my life like where I'm just like I don't even know what to think or how to process something like going back to a word and finding rest in what the Lord says and like knowing that our souls rest in him I think it's such a beautiful reminder that like every part of us needs to take a moment and be with the Lord not just physically sitting down and watching a movie but mentally like praying and like talking to God and like reading what he says about whatever it is that you need, like whether it's, you know, small time, like quiet time in the morning or at the night or whatever, like that is so important for our days because when we find rest in him in the mornings at night, whatever, he gives us the strength and the energy to keep moving on to the next day, even when we are physically tired. Mm-hmm. And it like sets you up. Like it's like you're resting from work, but and from that rest, then you will work. Too. Yes, exactly. So it's it's kind of like almost it reminds me of a pendulum kind of going back and forth. It's like you're resting from work and you're working from your rest. Mm. And when we don't work from our rest, then we get burnt out. And I really loved the scripture in Matthew 28 where you kind of talked about it says, come to me. Jesus is saying this. Yes. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, all who are weary and burdened. No one. No one is exempt from that mm-hmm. like directive. Yeah. That he gives. I will give you rest. The source of rest is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like he is the source of our rest. And we can have that regardless of what circumstance we're in. It doesn't give any qualifications. It's not like I will give you rest if you do X, Y, Z. I will give you rest if you are X, Y, Z. Like it's like I will give you rest when you come to me. Mm -hmm. The second part of that, I just love take my yoke upon you. Mm -hmm. It's his yoke. Yeah. That is for my yoke is easy. Yeah. And it's my burden is light. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's him in us. Yes. That's the only way we can have a yoke that mm-hmm. is easy. And like, let's break that down a little bit. Cause I feel like that's like kind of like, yeah. what, it, what is a yoke? Yeah. You know, like, like an egg yoke? Like, an egg yolk. Like, that's what I always What think. are we talking about? Here? Yeah. This kind of yoke, the Y O K E, is like a, it's not an, an egg ox, center, isn't it? It says a wooden cross place that is fastened over the necks of two animals and attached yeah. to the plow or cart that they are. Too cool. Well, there you go. If you want to look up what a yoke is, there's plenty of plenty of <laughs> pictures of oxes pulling yokes on Google. Yeah. I think it's like he's not worried. Mm-hmm. He's not burdened. He knows he completely trusted the father. Well, he like he was a human. So like he he was always God and he was always human. But as a fully human person. Jesus trusted God so much that his burden could be light. It's trust that makes that possible. Mm -hmm. Jesus trusted God so much that he was regularly ready to stop all that he had. I mean, Jesus had 33 years Mm -hmm. on earth. He knew the specific time that he had. And I can't imagine like 
you know, knowing that and wanting to just help that one more person and one more, you know what I mean? Like that, that must've been an incredible burden Mm -hmm. and all the pressure that that, like I would have felt, I'm not Jesus. So, you know, but you know, I would have felt so much pressure to do as much as possible and stuff like that. But Jesus wasn't in a hurry. No, he He literally wasn't. And so it's like, that's possible for us even though we're not Jesus because Jesus is inside of us through the Holy yeah. Spirit. I just think that that's so fascinating. There's so many things that we could talk about, but yeah. I feel like for our purposes, it's just remembering that Jesus truly trusted God for sure. And that's what enabled him to rest and to be intentional about creating regular rhythms of rest, mm-hmm. which is what Matthew eleven twenty eight is yes. really talking about. And why regular... the Lord gave us in Genesis, like Genesis two, like why he showed us that perfect example yeah. of rest. So tell us what are some biblical examples of rest that you see? Yeah, there are so many, and there are different words in scripture that are used for rest. So, like, oftentimes um, we'll hear about Sabbath. So, that commandment that we get in Exodus 28, we get that command to rest. And that's also kind of like the Sabbath on that um, seventh day that we were talking about in the creation story. Sabbath means to stop, to rest. But there are other words for rest that are used throughout scripture that are more like rejuvenation and kind of stuff like that but I think it's an interesting observation I I also was doing some research and some of my favorite places to research this kind of stuff is the Bible project I think it is an amazing resource and tool and they truly are so good at making things accessible and so um, I was kind of listening to some podcasts from them Dr. Mackey made this point that it's that you can't get to the rejuvenation or the restoration without the stopping first. If you're constantly running in this busy cycle, which we especially, I feel like, I mean, I can't speak, I can I can speak to having lived in Spain. <laughs> like it seemed so much slower. Everything seemed more relaxed. The pace was totally different. They were not worried that they canceled work on me after I walked 45 minutes up a mountain. They were not worried about that. There was a holiday every five minutes. It seemed like siesta was every day at two. Like it just, it's very different. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience to have that kind of different. But in the United States, we are at a breakneck speed, I feel like, in busyness. And when we're constantly busy, we often don't even recognize that we haven't rested (laughs) until we're burnt out. And so what does it look like for us to kind of stop that cycle? And I just love that point that he made about, like, you can't get to rejuvenation and restoration without first the stopping. Mm. And um, another thing that I really noticed um, as I was kind of researching again in this podcast um, that was so beautiful and it really convicted me so much. I was literally like, oh, it's an actual conversation in the podcast. And they're both, um, both of them are talking about it um but I'm just going to read it as if it's one thing so that because the flow is really beautiful so there's something beautiful here when we stop when we stop the hustle and bustle when we stop acting like we're the center of the universe or that our work is the center of the universe or that our striving is keeping everything glued together everything will fall apart if I don't xyz and it's like we don't consciously think about the fact that we do that but how often are we like if I don't wash the dishes nothing's gonna happen if I don't complete this then everything's gonna fall apart like we so often are so 
focused on ourself, like, um, and what we do and what we have going on, that we think that we're the key to doing it. And kind of, it goes back into this conversation that we've been having about, like, the trust component. Because it's never been us that's holding everything together. And there's so much pressure, I feel like, specifically, we women <laughs> like to put it on ourselves, that if we don't do X, Y, Z, our whole family's going to fall apart. Yeah. Andy also does a lot. You know, it's not fair for me to think that. Or for him to think that, because I'm sure, like, I mean, I'm not a good cleaner. I have ADHD, so I leave my cups everywhere. So I'm like, I'm sure that sometimes he's like, I didn't pick up this dang cup. We'd be having just Cups craziness all, yeah. <laughs> all over the house. And I think it's so cool to think about and stop and think about, like, why do we struggle to rest? And I feel like if we really think about it, it's the trust component that if we don't get all the stuff done, then who will or what will happen? And I think it's a great reminder that it's never been our responsibility to hold everything together. Colossians 1.17 says, he, meaning Jesus, is before all things and in him all things are held together. And we can have the assurance that if we stop and rest just as Jesus asks us to, he's still going to hold everything together because he always was and he always will. It's his responsibility to hold everything together. And I just think that that's such a comforting thought. I mean, I fall guilty. I think everyone falls guilty in that as well. I think also one of my big problems, I'm such a people pleaser. I want to just say yes to things. And I book, I tend to book myself so much because I don't, I want to one look like I'm not lazy Mm. and I'm just not sitting around doing nothing but I also want to help everybody in the way that I can. Like Daniel always gets on to me. He's like, you don't need to say yes to everything. Like you need to like, and I'm like, you're right. You're right. And I'm working on that. Um, But yeah, I think like that's such a good point. Like you saying, like, I feel like that if I don't get it done, then no one's going to get it done or that everyone needs my help. That like, if I was to say no to something that it, they wouldn't be able to get it done, mm-hmm. which isn't true. Like, with that that allows myself I fill my schedule and then I don't find time to rest because I feel like that if I can't do it then no one's gonna be able to get whatever they need to get done to be done if that makes sense yeah I think that makes perfect sense I feel like the other thing that I observed as an example of scripture go with the idea that rest isn't a suggestion Mm. like we talked about it's it's one of the commandments given to us in Exodus and it's one thing that Jesus and I think I said this too previously that Jesus regularly demonstrates himself and I feel like he does so in two different kind of categories or ways proactive and reactive and one of the examples that I wanted to bring up is found in Mark 1 21 through 34 and I'm just kind of gonna summarize it so Jesus accomplishes a bunch of stuff like in a row he just does like one thing after another and then in verse 35 and this is I'm directly quoting this it says Jesus very early, I think it even says very, very early in the morning, withdraws away to go rest and pray. So it's like he does all this stuff. And as a reaction, he's going to go rest and pray. Um, And it's like he's renewing and getting prepared. So it's both a reactive kind of thing. But also at the same time, it's like he knows that before he can go do all the other, his next like thing that he is responsible for He's going to rest so that he 
feels rejuvenated and renewed so that he can go on to the next thing. So we're kind of back to that pendulum concept that we were talking about earlier. Not only does he rest regularly, but he also asks his disciples to rest. And so an example of that is Mark 6, 31 through 32, which says, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. Do you feel seen in that? I was like, well, I I don't because I eat when I'm anxious, but (laughs) but I'm sure you do. You forget to eat. I do. I make sure to eat. Well, hey, that's responsible. Okay, like we're supposed to eat. That's it's not a good thing. Anyway, so that's first 31. They didn't even have a chance to eat. So he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. And um, I'm going to bring like one final scripture um, in, and then I'm going to kind of talk about the observations. So Luke 5.16 reminds us that Jesus was also proactive about rest, as it says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This shows us that he created a regular rhythm of doing this. We see that in that often that's included there in verse 16. So we observe that in all these examples of resting that Jesus provides, we observe two kind of main things. Jesus goes away from the crowds and he gets by himself and he encourages his disciples to do the same. The other thing that we see is that he gets alone and once he does, he prays. He invites God into his place of rest. He gets into community with the one who says, come with me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Going back to that verse that Lauren mentioned earlier for us. He not only tells us to do it, tells his disciples to do it. He does it. Mm -hmm. He leads by example. Yeah. Any other things that you kind of want to wrap up as far as examples go or like reactions to that? I think it's so important. Like we have to lead by example, and I think it's so important like telling and showing people that it is okay, showing your kids that it is okay to rest. And there are things that you find joy in outside of your work or whether it's being a mom or a dad, like there are other things, other interests that you love, things that like you just want to spend time doing that is restful to you. I think it's so important because, and like you mentioned kind of at the beginning of the podcast, Kels, like United States of America is a very, it's a place where we, very much idolize work culture and how much you can get done and getting up to the tallest of the food chain. Like you have to be the best. You have to be involved in everything. Your kids have to be in seven different sports. Like you always have to be doing something or you're never going to be successful enough or it's never going to like, and that is just simply not true. And I think when we allow ourselves to have times alone in times of pure actual rest, it just set such a great example for the younger generation and the people around you that it is so good and it's so mentally helpful to you, spiritually helpful to you, and physically helpful to you. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Lauren, what are some practical ways? You know, we always love to leave people with intentions and mm-hmm. practicality. So, lay it on us. Um, going back to what you're saying about proactive and reactive. Um, I think for me personally, um, proactive ways of resting, taking time every day, if possible, whether it's 30 minutes or whatever, to do something that brings you restful joy. For me that and Kelsey, that's probably sitting down reading a book for mm-hmm. like 
just like at the end of the night, whatever it is, like allowing yourself that piece of restful joy, watching a TV episode, like watching a movie with your significant other, your friends or whatever, going on a walk. Some people find working out to be restful. Like my husband is very like he has to work out at least five times a week because that's where he finds his rest. That's where he like mentally like just lets everything go. Whatever that is for you, I think that is very important to scheduling that in your time. Obviously, some days it's just not going to happen. Maybe rest is a mentality of trusting God in those days. Like trusting God, taking a breath. Yes. I feel like can even be like a moment of rest. Yes. Praying in your car, putting on that worship music, you know, just because you need it. Um, I think reactive things. When you find yourself super overwhelmed and you just cannot you need to go ahead and this is becoming proactive is when you are not super stressed out you are just like allowing yourself to rest every single day reactive you may need to go to counseling you may need to process some things we both agree like changing your scenery like leaving whatever area you are in that is just super stressful or just like causing Mm -hmm. you just to be really overwhelmed and you know you're not going to find any type of solitude any type of rest like Changing your scenery, whether it's going outside, moving to a different room, going to work at a coffee shop, like whatever that is, I think is super helpful to allow your body mentally, spiritually, and physically to find some type of rest, letting my body be like, oh, okay, yeah. here we are. For sure. um, so whatever that looks like for you, um, we'd love to see what you guys find restful. What do you guys like to do is restful, but mm-hmm. I encourage you guys just to be proactive about finding rest because as the summer begins as we get into it like is summer is a fun time for a Mm -hmm. lot of people um but it is important to schedule time for yourself and finding time for that you can spend with the lord Mm -hmm. finding time that you can spend with your family that isn't super stressful all the time um so yeah anything else you want to add kels just a reminder that rest isn't a suggestion like it's it's a a commandment yeah yeah and there's consequences when you don't. <laughs> like, and, and you know what? You might not be the only one to pay it. Yeah. I know when I'm burnt out, other people around me pay pay the price yeah. of the fact that I wasn't proactive yeah. about it or even reactive mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. So I just, I needed that reminder this week. So yeah, me too. Yeah. We hope that this was really helpful to yeah. you guys and we look forward to talking to you soon. And we can't wait to talk to you later. Adios, amigos. Thank you for listening to The Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Durenberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com. Three, two, one.